Hi, welcome back. This is Susan Patang from The Quiet Zone Coaching, and you are listening to Dear Aunt Susan, I Need Divorce Advice. I want to talk a little bit about creating new holiday traditions. While I'm recording this, um, you could be listening to this at any time of the year, so it really doesn't matter. I'm recording this uh, right before Thanksgiving, and the holidays are a super, super stressful time as anyway, okay, especially though while you are in the middle of a divorce. And a lot of the problems that arise, um, they might have to do with the kids, okay? It might have to do with... Um, where who you're visiting or who's coming over if you haven't separated yet or or other issues you know like who's going to see whom uh because when you're married it's you're not just marrying the other person you're marrying their family too right i mean you know you you create these attachments to other people so you might want to see some people from your ex's family or and they might want to see people from your family that they've become close to um, the same thing applies with the kids. You know, they're going to want to see both sets of sets of grandparents. So if you have kids, that makes it just double, double difficult, doesn't it? And it's not just Thanksgiving and Christmas. It could be, you know, if you uh, depending on your religion, it could be any different religious holidays. It could be Hanukkah. It could be Passover. Um, it could be uh, anything. It could be the 4th of July or or whatever Independence Day you have where you are. So it could be anything, um, you know, here in the U.S., we have, um, you know, Independence Day and Memorial Day and Labor Day weekend and there are barbecues and there's Easter and, and all these different things, uh, Passover and, and just Veterans Day. OK, there are all kinds of parades and stuff that go on all year long. And if you have kids, especially and you have family traditions that surround these events and these holidays, it can get really super stressful to try to, um, to divide the, those, <laughs> those days up and see even the dog agrees with me. So we're going to talk about not only the kids visiting with the ex or maybe even visiting with the family members of your ex and vice versa, but also the traditions themselves. Um, so when it comes to having visits with the ex, whether it is with you and his family or his family with you or the kids, one of the super most important things that you want to do is no matter how contentious your divorce is, is to keep the lines of communication as open as possible. Um, and I know that can be hard, especially when, you know, you're both being jerks to each other, um, which is normal too, but try to be as civil as possible. Also, make sure you don't say anything to the kids or to family members, his family members or your family members about what's going on with them and, and, and what a jerk they are and trashing them and things like that. Take the high road. It's just going to come back and bite you in the ass later. You don't want to do that. Um, so make sure that you keep things as civil and as cordial as you possibly can and don't trash talk. Um, use a a strategy that's called reflective listening. And this is something I teach my coaching clients all the time. And it's good for just about any situation, whether it's conflict resolution or not. It's also called uh, the Mr. Rogers School of Interpersonal Relationships, um, where you talk to other people as though they were the only person in the world. So you're reflecting back what you're hearing from them and you're giving them your attention. 
So you're going to say, wow, it sounds like you want, or I'm hearing that you feel, or it seems like what's happening here is this. So a reflective listening statement would sound like, it sounds like you really want to have the kids for Christmas Eve, or it seems like your mom is really intent upon having the kids over for Christmas dinner, or it might be, um, you know, my mom uh, really seems to want to have you over and I feel like you don't want to go, whatever that might be, you are reflecting back what you are hearing them say. That doesn't mean you're agreeing with them or that you're going to give in. You are just acknowledging what it is that you're hearing them say. What that does is it avoids misunderstandings. It keeps things crystal clear. And it also gives the other person the impression that they've been heard. And a lot of times that is a huge way to avoid having an argument because people just want to be heard. Um, So if you say to your ex, you know what, it sounds like you want the kids for Christmas Eve. Um, At least he's not going to beat you over the head with that and say, but I really want them Christmas Eve because he knows you heard him. Okay. The next thing I want you to do is to ask for what you want. And you can use the broken record technique if you have to. The broken record technique is where you just repeat the same thing over and over. So that would sound like this. Um, you know, I, I, I hear you. I understand that you want the kids for Christmas Eve, but my parents wanted to have me and the kids over on Christmas Eve. So I'd really like to do that. Would you be willing to have the kids on Christmas Day and then take them to your mom's in the afternoon? Do you see what I'm doing here? I'm being... Um, not only solution oriented, but I'm showing that I'm listening to his concerns, but I'm also asking for what I want. If you have to use the broken record technique because they talk over you, that would be the situation where you would do it. So he would say, no, I want the kids on Christmas Eve. Okay, well, I hear that, that you want them, but um, I was really hoping to go to my parents on Christmas Eve and you wanted to take them to your mom's on Christmas Day. So how about if we do it like that? Okay, Um, be willing to compromise. That is super important. Um, Okay, fine. Well, you can have the kids on Christmas Eve and then I will take them to my parents on Thanksgiving or I will take them to my parents the day after Christmas or whatever. Okay. Um, You have to be willing to be flexible and you can't, you can use the broken record technique if they're not listening to you, but you need to be flexible and also make sure to ask the kids what they want, because that's a huge negotiating tool. So if the kids really want to go to his parents' house or spend Christmas Eve with him on, you know, that particular year, um, be flexible and negotiate a little bit. Well, fine. You know what? The kids really do want to see you on Christmas Eve. Tell you what, um, then I'll take them to my parents on Christmas day or the day after be flexible. Um, And also be an example because the way you speak to your ex and the way you to negotiate this problem, first of all, your kids are watching. You're being a role model. Both of you are being a role model for your children. And even if you're having this discussion Without them being around, they're going to understand that there was contention involved. They're going to be able to suss out the vibe and the energy that surrounds the situation. That's just part of being a human being. Human beings can do that. And kids um, are super good at it. So make sure that you are handling this. Take the high road. Uh, Make sure you're handling this in the most healthy, 
uh, compromising and um, low-key calm manner that you possibly can. And I know sometimes the other person is going to not do that. Um, but what you are doing is you are teaching them how you want to be treated. So if you stay on the high road and you stay calm and you stay solution oriented, you are showing them how you would like things to go in the future. Now, it might not happen that way this year, especially if it's the first year, but try to be be the example, try to be the solution to the problem, try to be the person and be the solution that you want to see. And part of that means using the golden rule. So treat them the way that you would want to be treated. Remember that when people say nasty things to us and treat us badly, it usually doesn't have anything to do with us. It has to do with the pain that they are feeling and we're just getting the brunt of it. So remember that. Um, We're not going to go into a whole conflict resolution and, uh, you, you know, communications thing right here. That is a whole set of other podcasts. And I will go there. So don't worry, we will talk about that down the road. Um, But for now, use those as your your go-to strategies for negotiating with the ex. The next thing I wanted to tell you about was creating new traditions for yourself. Um, Look over the past traditions in your life and decide what you want to discard, what you want to keep, what you want to change. So for example, um, if you've been putting an elf on the shelf for the last 10 years because your ex had one when he was a kid, well, and you don't like it, don't put it up, okay? (laughs) Take it down. Create your own traditions. And again, this is um, something really important to ask the kids about. What are their favorite traditions? What do they want to create? Um, Maybe you'll decide that Christmas Eve is going to be um, watching... um, something on TV, like a rerun of, um, uh, oh, what's that movie? Uh, yeah, one of the Christmas movies that you guys love with popcorn. Um, you might want to do that, or you might want to decorate the tree on Christmas Eve, or you might want to decorate the tree the day after Thanksgiving. Um, what do you feel like doing? How do you want to handle it? What new traditions do you want to create? Go out and buy some new inexpensive, inexpensive decorations. And again, that doesn't just apply to Christmas. I'm talking about Christmas uh, just because that's a really great example. But this can apply to uh, the 4th of July. Um, Maybe you will want to have your own barbecue instead of going somewhere else. Or maybe um, you won't want to barbecue at all and you want to go on vacation. Um, You know, there may be a whole different set of things that you can create, even if you don't have kids, for yourself. That just because you don't have kids doesn't mean you can't decorate your house for every holiday that comes down the pike. What are your favorite holidays? I got to tell you about this. You're going to love this. I had a client, God rest her, uh, she's passed away. Uh, but what she used to do, uh, and it started one year when she set up a Christmas tree, she had one of those old fashioned, like silver fake Christmas trees. You remember those? What We used to see them when we were kids. It was like white and silver. Um, So she put it up in her living room and she decorated it. She was all about decorating that tree. She had some killer Christmas decorations. She made a kick-ass tree. And then when Christmas was over, she said, oh, I really don't want to take that down. It looks so cool. So she left it up for a while. And then she said, yeah, you know, Valentine's Day is coming. So that it kind of looks kind of dopey to have up a Christmas tree. So she took all of the Christmas decorations down and got 
Valentine's Day decorations. And she put them up on the tray. And she said, okay, well, now Valentine's Day is over. Hey, St. Patty's Day. And she was Irish. So she used to have these big, huge dinners, uh, you know, with the whole uh, <laughs> sauerbraten thing going on. There were corned beef and cabbage and whatnot. So she had a Christmas tree that was decorated with uh, shamrocks and St. Patty's Day decorations. And then every holiday for the next year, like for Easter, for Memorial Day and Fourth of July and Labor Day and and every holiday, she would put up a new set of decorations. She left that tree up for like two years and just changed out all the decorations. It was wild. It was a new tradition that she started for herself. And I think she did it because, uh, you know, her, her nest was finally empty and she wanted to do something for herself. And that was a really super awesome self-care tradition that she built into her life. So don't be afraid to do those kinds of things for yourself, even if you don't have kids. Um, so I hope that you have a wonderful, awesome, amazing week. Next week, we start um, with some interviews. We're going to have two weeks of interviews with some really kick-ass people that you're going to want to listen to that are going to give you some advice about your divorce. Um, experts. Remember what I said in the last episode, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen um, about building a team. You need to build your team. So I am your stress management expert. I am the person on your team that's going to help you deal with the uh, paralyzing emotions and that feeling of overwhelm. Um, I invite you to go to www.thequietzonecoaching.com slash blog. And I got tons and tons and tons and tons of really super awesome blog posts that you can read. And I'm going to put that in the about section on this episode of the podcast to get to that. Okay. Um, if you ever want to go to the about section and get some, uh, some different links and stuff like that, you just want to go to, where is it? I'm going to read it to you. Dear aunt Susan, divorce advice dot Com. Buzzsprout is the hosting uh, people who host my podcast. So please come on down, look at the about section, and I'll give you some links in there to some really cool stuff. So until next time, have a wonderful, awesome, amazing week. Namaste.